Welcome back to the Brooklyn Poets Yopcast for a bonus edition from our inaugural awards gala featuring the 12 winners of Yop Poem of the Month over the past year competing for Yop Poem of the Year honors. This event also featured readings by our 2019 co-winners of Yop Poem of the Year, Constantine Jones and Kyle Brosnahan as well as our 2019 Yawper of the Year, Julia Knobloch, and lastly, the presentation of our 2020 Yawper of the Year Award. For more information about Brooklyn Poets and our awards gala, go to brooklynpoets.org. But for now, let's get right to the action because this was a truly amazing Poem of the Year contest, and I'm sure you're excited to hear these poems. Enjoy. Okay, uh, welcome uh, to the inaugural uh, Brooklyn Poets Awards Gala. I'm not sure I said inaugural right, but it's a word that's difficult to pronounce. Uh, Sorry, that was the first thing that you heard, if you're just joining us. Uh, We are going to settle in for a couple minutes here. Uh, If you are joining us and you are not a panelist, uh, that is why you don't see yourself on screen and don't have the ability to turn on your camera or mic. Those illustrious faces that you see in front of you are either uh, people that work for Brooklyn Poets or on the board of directors for Brooklyn Poets or are reading tonight or are a special guest of one of the readers tonight as their plus one. So if you are here as a plus one, you must feel uh, really special uh, because you are. Um, But uh, if you are not one of these people on screen, doesn't mean you're not special. You're also special. uh, And I'll explain specifically exactly why you're special uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, but uh, let's just take a couple minutes so that uh, more people can join us. We do have a lot of people joining us tonight. Uh, we're very excited. It's the final event of the year. <laughs> I myself personally am very excited because, man, has it been a lot of work in 2020. And a few days after this, uh, I should be on a beach <laughs> very soon, uh, removed from technology and humanity. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, the vaccine will be <laughs> speeding to uh, far corners of the planet, wherever it is needed, as I am sitting on that beach trying to do nothing. Um, I'm gonna make a few announcements uh, as people are settling in uh, so that we can get to the main event as quickly as possible. Uh, if you don't know me, I am Jason Koo, Executive Director of Book and Poets. Uh, and I've explained who's on the screen, but I'm gonna be thanking some of them specifically in a few minutes. But before we get to that, I want to thank all of you who are joining us tonight as guests who have uh, made donations to purchase tickets. Uh, We have, last time I checked, raised over $1,100 in donations, and I think half of that came in today. Uh, So that is amazing. Uh, This is the first time we've done this event and we're doing it virtually. It's certainly no idea, no one's idea of a a fun gala (laughs) to be done on Zoom. Usually when you think of gala, you think of like people in fancy, you know, evening wear and like crab cakes and shit and like a free open bar. But none of that is happening tonight. I'm wearing like a Browns jersey because Monday Night Football is after tonight. That's about as dressed up as I think I've gotten. But uh, we can't thank you enough for uh, making a donation to help out with our end of year fundraising. Um, This year has been truly amazing. Uh, Obviously, it's been incredibly difficult to navigate all these changes for everyone, but especially for a small nonprofit. Uh, And I am just truly inspired and grateful to say that uh, we have really done better than we ever have before this year. And that was no doubt 
thanks to all of you who have continued to support us, whether you've donated or bought a membership or uh, registered for a workshop, all of that has helped us. Uh, we have uh, registered more students and offered more workshops than we ever have before. And more importantly, through all of the workshop registrations and donations that people have made, we've been able to offer more fellowships and financial aid than ever before. So uh, we basically almost doubled the amount of fellowships that we offered this year, both full fellowships and partial fellowships to students wanting to take our workshops for free or at reduced costs. And the new mentorship program that we uh, are launching in January with Jay Deshpande, uh, uh, who's uh, inaugural class. It's the second time I have to say that word tonight. Uh, we will be announcing next week. Uh, we're, we've been able to fund half of that class with financial aid. So everyone that requested financial aid uh, has gotten it uh, at least 40% and higher. Uh, so that again is thanks to all of your continued support and contributions. So we really can't thank you enough. And on top of all that, we've been able to donate $5,000 uh, to other orgs in need. I don't have to tell you how many other orgs and individuals have been in need this year. So through the donations that we've been raising through the YOP and other events and just donations we've been making on our own, we've given back also to many other orgs and individuals that are in need of that aid. So uh, it truly is special to be a part of this, uh, what I think of as a family and the extended community of all, especially all of you that are joining us tonight. I'm glad to welcome you into it. Uh, you've done an amazing thing just by joining us tonight and making a donation to do that. Uh, so again, I can't thank you enough. Um, I want to thank my staff in particular, those of you that are here, some of whom, two of whom, Renee and Jay, are, are competing tonight in the Poem of the Year contest. Uh, but uh, my events manager, Josephine Blair, uh, who else is here? Uh, our uh, amazing web designer and web manager, Emily Blair, who is also a board director, Justin Mackey. Our, our oldest senior staff member who's been <laughs> working with me, I can't remember since like 2012 or 13 as our Poet of the Week feature editor and our general web editor. And uh, who else is here? Tarika, who's just joined us as an intern. Uh, and I don't know if Lila is here or not, I'm trying to see who else is here, but uh, Kendall's here. I almost forgot you, our amazing office manager who always puts together the poem docs for these virtual events. Uh, it's not a glamorous job, but an essential one so people can see the text of the poems on screen. And uh, am I forgetting anybody <laughs> looking at the screen? I don't think I am, but uh, thank you again for all that you do because uh, we couldn't be doing any of this without you. And, and I hope you know that uh, just, just eavesdropping on your staff picks meeting before this was, was heartwarming to me. Uh, the, the, the integrity and the responsibility with which you do your job uh, for the extended poetry community. Uh, and I want to personally thank uh, the board of directors of Brooklyn Poets, uh, those that are on this Zoom, uh, Tiffany Joubert, uh, <laughs> Our, probably our longest standing board member that's on the Zoom tonight, a former student of mine from Davidson College back when I used to like Steph Curry. Uh, that has changed <laughs> uh, since he went to the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> but that's fine. That's all in the past now. Uh, but uh, Tiffany, thank you for joining us tonight and all the service that you have done as the board secretary, Brooklyn Poets, again, doing the unglamorous job of keeping minutes during our <laughs> annual meetings, but uh, those minutes are important and essential to what we do among the many other things that you've done. Uh, Emily, I can't thank you enough, uh, you know, before you even came on staff, just uh, doing everything that you were doing for web design, uh, even just as a board director, a lot of it for free or uh, at a much reduced rate than uh, what you would normally be getting paid. 
Uh, who else is here? I don't see anyone else, but I did want to announce that because we haven't been able to like have any parties. <laughs> we were planning on having uh, a party earlier this year to celebrate the uh, new board directors that we've added at Brooklyn Poets over the last couple of years and make a formal announcement about that. But we never got to do that because the pandemic happened. But I do want to announce that in 2019, we added four board directors to our board. Uh, some of you may know uh, as poets or editors, uh, we added Hala Alyan, Isaac Myers III, J.P. Howard, and Emily Blair, who I just thanked. Um, and this year we added uh, Roseanne Gold as a board director who was instrumental in putting together our first Hudson Valley retreat last fall. Um, I don't know if Roseanne has joined us yet, but I know her husband and daughter are somewhere in the audience. So uh, let's give a virtual round of applause, silent claps for, for all of the Brooklyn Poets board and staff because uh, uh, none of this would be happening without you all. So uh, again, I cannot thank you enough. Um, okay, so uh, let me explain the format of the event and then we will just try to get started uh, right off the bat. So. Uh, the way this awards gala is going to work, uh, we used to call this the poem of the year smackdown. Uh, that, that seems like uh, maybe a little antiquated now, especially since none of us really follows wrestling. But uh, this is the first year we've broken this event off as its own event. But uh, the way this contest works or the way it sort of accumulates throughout the year is every month at our YOP, which is our monthly poetry workshop and open mic, uh, one of the poets that reads for the open mic is selected poem of the month winner by audience vote. So those winners over the past 12 months, beginning with last December 2019, uh, continuing through November of this year, uh, are all competing tonight for a poem of the year. And that also will be decided by audience votes. So we will begin by hearing uh, the winning poem by each of those poets. And we're gonna start with the December winner, which is Jay Eason and just move through the calendar year and end with the November winner, uh, which, which I think is Stella Lee. And then at the end of that, we're going to give you a link in the chat to a Google voting poll, and you're just going to select one winner. The vote is anonymous. Uh, the results will not be shared. We're just going to see them on our, our end. And then after that vote is done, at the end of the night, we will announce the winner, and the winner will be crowned. Uh, the winner gets a cash prize, a Brooklyn Post membership, swag, just the whole uh, nine works. Uh, is it nine works or nine yards? Pretty sure it's the whole nine yards. Um, but before we get the uh, announcement about the Poem of the Year winner, we are also going to hear from last year's co-winners of the award, uh, Constantine Jones, you see her here already on your screen, and Kyle Brosnahan, who will be joining us later. Kyle, I think, is in taking a workshop right now, but he's going he's gonna to join us on Zoom for a few minutes to give a reading. So each of them is going to read, uh, I think, a poem or two. And then we're going to hear from our 2019 Yawper of the Year winner, which uh, was Julia Knobloch, who I think is also joining us a little bit later. If you don't know what the Yawper of the Year is, that is an award we give annually every year at the end of the year to uh, a poet who has come to the Yawp regularly, is an outstanding poet and also an outstanding person, uh, someone that uh, cares equally about creating great poems and also supporting other poets, which is, uh, these are values that we think go hand in hand. They don't always go hand in hand, <laughs> if you know poets. Uh, many poets I adore don't care about the supporting thing. They just, they kind of just care about themselves, which is great for the work, not great for the community. So we here value both of those things and we like to recognize that through this award. Uh, so we'll be hearing from Julia. Uh, she'll read, uh, uh, I think a poem or two, and then we're gonna announce our 2020 Opera of the Year winner and that will be a secret until we announce it. 
Okay, uh, I do believe that is all. We're also recording this event. Uh, every month we record the Yop Open Mic as a podcast that we publish as uh, what we call the Yopcast. And uh, we will be publishing this as a kind of special podcast episode of just the Poem of the Year award winners and the Yop of the Year winners uh, reading their poems. Okay, uh, and uh, Renee, do you want to say a quick word about sharing photos? I love saying a quick word about sharing photos. Um, yes, our events gallery is like a lot of screenshots now that everything is digital. We would love for you to take pictures of your setup, of yourself, take a selfie, um, do whatever you want and post it on Instagram. Tag us at Brooklyn Poets. We'll reshare it. You'll be famous. Everybody wins. It'll be great. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, please, <laughs> if it, I mean, just take a selfie right now. Send, send me something. You can send it to coup at brookenpost.org or just share it on Instagram and tag us and we will get it there and share it to our events gallery, uh, especially all of you who are reading. Uh, I would love it if you would take a, a photo and send it to me or, or post it on Instagram because uh, that, that will really make our events gallery pop. Okay, um, so we are going to get started. Uh, I'm gonna text one of my staff members about live tweeting in a second. Uh, I'm not gonna ask you to do it, Jay, because I just remembered that you're reading. So I'll uh, probably ask you to do it, Joe, heads up. But I'm gonna share my screen so we can see the text of the poems as each of the readers reads their poem. And we are gonna begin with our December 2019 Yacht Poem of the Year winner, uh, sorry, Poem of the Month winner, and uh, which is Jay Eason. And Jay, uh, that was Jay's introduction to Brooklyn Poets. It showed up at the op, I think the first time they read at the open mic, they won <laughs> Poem of the Month. And then a month or two later, uh, they started working for Brooklyn Poets. Um, so it's been great to have Jay on staff and even uh, cooler to hear Jay read this poem as uh, part of this Poem of the Year contest. Okay, Jay, take it away. Hi, everybody. Okay, so this. It's called Scientific Method of Grief. One, ask a question. Is it dad? What's wrong with dad? Is he okay, mom? Dad, what's wrong? Concrete catches my body. My screams surrender to sorrow and we learn what it's like to lose limbs. Two, do background research. Monday, September 28, 1959. He was placed in his mother's arms and the hospital stamped Negro on his birth certificate. He talked about Virginia like he arose from its dirt. Youngest of 10, he sang stories about fingers worn from cotton, bellies full of berries, the love he loved for my grandmama. Burning his name into the grass, Home is where his mother lays. Three, construct a hypothesis. Risks include breathing problems, bleeding, blood clots, renewing arteries, heart attack, death. His heart broke for the first time in 2016. Doctors sliced him in half, dug metal into his arteries. My love aches for him on the phone. He sings, happy birthday, baby girl, into the receiver, letting go of pinched passageways. He smokes too often, pretends like he doesn't, and never misses doctor appointments. 
pins the dates on the fridge, his own 12-step program. Four, test with experiment. I am wading through concrete to get to him. It's hard to run fast over 2,000 miles. I want to reroute the map. His skin has gone dry, and you only have so much blood to write with. Five, analyze. Samuel L. Chapel, Moyoc, North Carolina. We carry his body on our backs. My knuckles are caught on brass handles. If I hold on longer, maybe he's allowed to come back. God loves crybabies, the preacher preaches. I cry because I don't have any good words to say. Six, conclusion. He is the wind that surrounds me. Thank you. Okay, fabulous. Thank you, Jay. Always love hearing your work. Uh, and thank you for going first. <laughs> um, okay, our next reader, I'm just gonna keep going and you can read their bios at the top of the screen because they're each a little different and have some quirks. Uh, it's Phil Eggers, who is uh, it's just great to see Phil again. I haven't seen Phil, I think since the pandemic started. So uh, Phil, welcome back and go for it. Hello, everyone. Um, so I, I, I wrote this um, during a breakup last year, and it goes a little something like this. It's called, I Dreamt of You Again Last Night. Orange, orange peel, burnt orange, blood orange, lemon, lemon pith, lemon rind, lemon peel, lemon lime spritz, pepper, clove, oak, smoke, horse blanket hay, honeysuckle, honey, honeydew, cantaloupe, Caramel, coffee, toffee, chocolate, mocha, mango, marzipan, lemongrass, wet grass, green grape, red apple, baked apple, apple blossom, blackberry, blueberry, raspberry, strawberry, cherry, black cherry, prune, raisin, plum, peach, pear, apricot, kiwi, kumquat, tangerine, green apple, red grape, ruby red grapefruit, banana, butter, butterscotch, bubblegum, brown sugar, band-aid, barbecue, Pomegranate, pumpernickel, pretzel, tequila, rye. Bread, bread crust, toast, burnt toast. Cranberry, cracker, flour, flour. Damp, dank, moss, maple syrup, milkshake, musk. Beechwood, butternut squash, pine tree, pine sap. San Francisco sourdough, cinnamon, sage, sesame seed. Clementine, cardboard, chamomile, parsley, paper, rosemary, thyme chai tea, candied yams, chardonnay, basil, biscuit, jasmine, juniper, marmalade, marshmallow, mushroom, mint, fig, fur, goat fur, date, donut, dragon fruit, graham cracker, granola, walnut, chestnut, peanut, pecan, pancake, pistachio, almond sliver, acetone, licorice, leather, hibiscus, hazelnut, pineapple, papaya, passion fruit, plantain, toasted coconut, tobacco, coconut shavings, broccoli, green onion, star fruit, star anise, corn flakes, sweet corn, cream corn, tomato soup, bourbon barrel, brandy barrel, rum barrel, cedarwood, cheerio. I dreamt of you again last night. Thank you. Okay, great stuff. And that poem made me hungry and thirsty <laughs> all at once. Um, I grew up on a street in uh, near Cleveland called Cedarwood. So uh, the end of it, especially fun for me, Cedarwood Cheerio. 
Uh, and I used to eat Cheerios on Streetwood Road. Uh, you couldn't have known that, Phil, but uh, I feel like you did somehow in your subconscious. Uh, all right. Thank you, Phil. Our next reader, the one and only Jordan E. Franklin. How are you, Jordan? I'm groovy, and you? I'm good. All right. Go for it. Baby, I'm cack as they come. Blood hotter than a sunrise or hot sauce on catfish. Been cack since my granddaddy and his folks took back that plantation, knuckle by knuckle. And I tell that story whenever whiskey threatened my lips or I hear that old forehead scar of mine sing its love song for the rock that cracker drove into it. I never wanted to be a father. I prayed and prayed, but your grandma pushed out four boys. I took one look at them little black mugs and knew I had to beat men into them. As for your granny, she was all right. Too much lip though, a nurse in her suit that ran so white against the blues and yellows I sang into her bones. <laughs> and your daddy, big mouth like his mama, big enough to holster my gun into that night. Told your granny I was a backdoor man and why this corn stalk of a boy think he could talk like a man? I wish I could say I learned to keep my hands clean as a father, but I've never been one for lying. The bottle made me dance as well as sing. I danced all over my house, worked my hands and feet into every surface I touched. I've always been an entertainer. Could send that one-eyed Sammy Davis nigga packing with his rats and get your grandma ups and leaves me? I want to tell you the distance was enough to stop me, but whiskey got a kick like a drum. And even when old cancer took my tongue from my mouth, I still sing and sing and sing. Wow, thank you, Jordan. Uh, amazing. As usual. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> hey, Flacco, how are you? There's another board director, board vice president. I'm glad you're here. Come on now. Slain <laughs> right now. Keep going. Y'all slain right now. I haven't Woo! seen you in forever either. This Man, nice. this pandemic got us all just screen living right now, brother. Screen living. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Can we even call it living? uh all right uh, we are on to our this, i feel like this is almost going too fast for me like <laughs> i need to slow it down so i can enjoy it more our next reader is shanice hughes greenberg how are you shanice um i mean i'm i'm blown away by jordan so i'm like oh now i have to read great <laughs> <laughs> all right well go for it yeah. yeah okay well yeah i'm just gonna get into it then Every day I wake up and go to sleep black. Know this, we are a beautiful people. We move skin taut against bone, caught in motion, moved by music. Has the song ever possessed you? Taken root in a place within you never knew, never dreamed existed? A gift from the bloodline spilled across oceans, pooled under trees, or 
The time on the B-52 when an older black woman turned from the window to say to me, white people never close they blinds. And walking home, I found it true, staring into a security I am trying to earn on my own. Has your grandmother told the story in the yellow kitchen of your childhood, how an enslaved female relative refused to let her body become another thing owned? The same little girl called a nigger on my school bus voted twice for a black man to lead this country. My grandfather calling me in 2008 to say he's never put a picture of the president on display in his home. Now it's time. When your country calls you a compromise, calls you three-fifths of whole, know this, they can never fully erase you. There is evidence of our brilliance everywhere. I'm good on any, on any Malcolm X Boulevard listening to Sister Sledge. Everyone forgets that Icarus also flew. A white man wore, and I loved it, knew it to be true. Thinking how we were a people brought to this land to suffer and instead became the architects. Thank you. Okay, well, I think you followed her up just fine. <laughs> I'm gang, she did. <laughs> that was awesome. I love this ending. Ah, man. Powerful. feel like you helped me, Shanice. It slowed everything down, too. Now, now, now I'm really feeling, now I'm like in it now, <laughs> completely. Okay. Whew. Thank you, Shanice. Uh, is that your mom, I see? Dawn Greenberg? <laughs> that could only be your mom. Rooting the way that is rooting. my mom. We're, we're <laughs> matching too. <laughs> oh, that's cute. You are matching. Yeah, I see the similarity too. Not just in the dress, <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, our next poet is Talonga Leslie. Just joined uh, our Yop this year and has been exceptional. Every time he's read for the Yop. How are you, Talonga? I am very good. How are you? I'm doing well. All right, go for it. Will there be an end to suffering? A yearning so familiar that I almost grab a pamphlet from the outstretched hand of a Jehovah's Witness in the park. But I set more faith in stars than promises made at night in desert tents to half-deaf men anxious to scribble down what they've misheard. I never said that it was fun to be an atheist, living in a blink of the earth woman's eye, momentarily blind with joy in a green patch of the long meadow, I don't like to think the sun will someday swallow up the earth, that she too will die and everything I love will then go cold. But given infinite time and space and energy, all of which we have, there is a world where we get this right. Eventually it all reverses direction and what was thrown apart glides back together, fitting as it did in the darkness before the first light twinkled on. Every atom in me knows this day will come, but I am still surprised when eventually it happens. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much. Beautiful poem. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is just filling me with hope and all those good feelings, uh, despite also calling up a lot of uh, pain. 
Uh, our next poet is the one and only Robin Romeo. Uh, is, are you here, Robin, actually? He posted in the chat that I think he was going to have to hop off. He had to get a test or something. Okay, did he say anything about coming back or not? No? I don't think he is. Okay, we will go onward. Robin is, is having some health issues, but uh, we're hoping he can rejoin us later tonight. Uh, I will reach out to him personally. Uh, that makes me sad, but uh, hopefully we will hear from him. Our next poet then is Dante Clark. I think uh, all of you are no strangers to this poem who are at that yacht. Uh, how are you, Dante? After uh, figuring out how to unmute myself. <laughs> all right, all right. How you doing? I'm good, how are you? Wonderful, wonderful. All right, good luck. Thank you. Broken Pantoon for a poem called Bang. In my hood, every summer, we asked a valid question. Was that a firework or a gunshot? Every summer in my hood, a valid question we ask, was that a gunshot or a firework? We ask a valid question in my hood. Every summer, every summer, every summer, every summer, we ask, a valid question around Independence Day, around America's birthday. We ask, was that the blast at the end of a cherry bomb's fuse or the bullet screaming from a pistol's chamber? Every summer in my country, in my hood, we ask, what was that noise in my country? A valid question we ask every summer, every autumn, every winter, every spring, we ask, what was that noise around America? A valid question. We ask, was that a nine millimeter, a 38 special, a 44 mag, a rifle, a shotgun, a semi-auto? In my country, every season, every season, every season, Every season, we ask, was it the gun that killed the victim or the illness that killed the lone wolf's mind? We ask, if wolves be lone, then how are they everywhere? We ask a valid question. What was that noise in the classroom, the nightclub, the concert, the office, the day camp, the food court, the festival, the train car, the cafe, the busy street, the restaurant, the campus, the church, the mosque, in my hood, in my country, we ask, does this happen around the world or just in my country? Every day, every day, every day, we ask a valid question. Thank you. God damn. <laughs> every time I hear you, I've heard you read that poem, I think three no. times. And every time no, it's- interrupting, cool. I'm interrupting, that's <laughs> my God, bro. Like, yo, where you find all these people, man? Yeah, they, they find us. <laughs> they find us. That, that was, yo, man, I'm gonna be quiet now, wow. Yeah, I feel like this is gonna turn into the Flacco and Coup Hour. <laughs> It's like we have a talk show now. Uh, man, every time I hear you read that poem, Dante, it's like it's new again. Uh, thank you so much. Whew. 
It's going to be hard to vote, people. Uh, good luck. <laughs> Our next reader is Preeti Shah. How are you, Preeti? Hey, Jason. Oh, my God. So much power in the house tonight. Yeah. Touching my heart. Exactly. Well, Preeti, you got a lot of power, too. Go for it. Fatherless, because he is missing. A silk stolen from the worm, dying without the knowledge of his life's making. As memory dampened in the warped wood of an aged piano, as the child buried in the river of his father's dreams, a bargain for a void, a lake surrounding a tree stump, the view of a garden from a keyhole, to turn the key and enter, turns the earth to rust. Proficient in the language of wells, paralysis from touching rose petals, the missing flank from a thousand photographs, a yearning for the shadow and periphery, a cremation that precedes a home burning down, a beach without a single wave being pushed to shore, a sacred fire unable to summon its ancestral ghost, peristalsis after the consumption of a boulder, a home built from a column of air wailing into the surf of night, the crush of an iceberg from impaling needle and thread, broken as a country with rib fractured, fragmenting into borders. Night as it cries on the shoulder of itself, foreseeing the creation of our own urns, tracing unspoken losses as the silhouette we learn. Ah, thank you. Just <laughs> the mood keeps Way to go, pretty. The mood just keeps shifting back and forth in these incredible ways. Uh, man, the tone will change us tonight. Uh, thank you. I don't even know if I'm going to be like a, a person at the end of this event. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to be. I feel like I'm being like deconstructed and reformed as we go. Uh, our next reader, <laughs> and, I, and I know it's coming. Like, There's just like more amazing poems coming because I've, I've heard them all before. Uh, our next reader is Joanne Mazuela. How are you, Joanne? I'm good, Jason. How are you? I'm pretty much reeling from everyone. Yeah. All right. Well, I know this poem too, so uh, go for it. Do you actually taste sweetness in your dream like you do in your mouth? The joy you get from lunch is totally disproportionate to how easy it is to sit down and crack a boiled egg. Query. For someone who codes for a living, why does it feel like your body is what's on the line? You breathe in a square. Four in, four hold, four slow out, four hold. Who will you be today? The office phantom or the outlaw? Nothing here is ambiguously defined. This morning, you debug the error, exit point place, but not yet found. Function, missing an argument. Your idea of heaven is a glossary. You roll back a messy construct. Brace the irregular data we leave behind. As a poet, you also spend time like this, buzzing in the weeds. The initial allure stuck and you stayed. You like being underestimated as a single hyphenate. When you're ahead of the game, you can't let the game know it. Query, will this white blazer survive the 12 o'clock potluck? The catered spread is aggressively green. You want what's hot, what's sweet. It's annoying how in this gourmet city, 
the brownie from quick casual prêt à manger is the best. From where you are in Fidei, you can walk to six different prêts. It's wrong how at one inch by one inch, the brownie instructs you one bite is enough. It's early afternoon. You are defrosting. You are spoken to, but not necessarily reached. Instead of laughing, you simply say the joke you hear is true. In an experiment that backfires, you ask Dan how his day is going, and it isn't small, it's wonderful. You have an answer for why New York. The move literally happened, and then New York happened in your heart. Query, where to go from here? Missing right parentheses. Is it bad that you've seen more digital trees than real ones? But if not New York, another wicked perfect city. Query, is code just another language? The efficient parallel you drew for your friend Sarah, who is brilliant and could see right through it. Really, it's all bugs. Translated, the terse word bug is failure, an ugly mouthful. Under your name, there are three open failures in the backlog. It's labor, but who it is that completes them feels like an outrageous act. From that first rush of pleasure on, you follow the delight of doing something people value, code never wasting words. Lunch hour is almost over. You feel porous. If you start thinking about what LaCroix tastes like while you're drinking it, you'll stop drinking. The office kitchen smells of mustard, which sounds like that word for pull it together, words your core power. The same room overlooks St. Paul's Chapel, cramped tombstones below. You remember hearing Manhattan cemeteries were exhausted, the 19th century body problem, bodies exhumed, bodies stacked, bodies loathed. You've waved a forkful of salad over a keyboard that unlocks hundreds of terabytes of user data. You don't know their names either. Query, can you fulfill the archetype but still feel fraudulent? Any day now, you'll get the feedback you want. You second guess the entry level professional who dared you to make money in the first place. She says you are a sweetheart who grew up to become the man you wanted to marry. Can we time out for a minute? Ever the tinkerer. She says how rude it is to change your mind. Okay, great stuff. I remember this poem well, <laughs> especially she says you are a sweetheart who grew up to become the man you wanted to marry. What a thing to say. Oh, man. Uh, and then the ending. <laughs> I just wanted to share that when I left Walmart today, one of the employees uh, told me that uh, she hoped next time I came in with a better attitude. <laughs> It's because their self-checkout machine wasn't working properly. And yeah, anyway, apparently I had an attitude problem because uh, I was mad at the machine. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Joanne. Our next reader is Laura Renee Tucker. How are you, Laura? I am groovy. Right. I hope Good to hear. else is too. Your background That's looks the... groovy. Oh, thank you. Some of the teak from Uganda. All right, nice. Yeah. All right, um, go for it. Great. I, I dedicate this to um, the Sag Harbor summers and Sag Harbor happens to be a place where there's the last of um, black owned waterfront property. Lucky were we who began metamorphosis by way of expressways 
breaking concrete cocoons, spreading adolescent appendages, wiggling toes at Earth's edge. Bleached sand speckled with almonds, cocoa, pecans, playing RMV version of beach blanket bingo among low melanin mortals, spreading copper tone like double stuffed Oreos flipped inside out. We worshiped Ra as if we were exempt from melanoma. Darker you of the Hampton venue, the not seen but be seen, imitations of white gone technicolor in summer surf and sand. Fresh air fun for the franchise, our gangs were called clicks with midnight curfews. Signs posted private property didn't refer to our private schools, private communities, private lives. But we didn't care about the talented tenth, only our two top tits, Dr. Show flip-flop feet and twitching Jordash behind. We were the have among the have less, hoping to have more than we ever had before. Segregation was what we did with our meat and vegetables, our plate always full, the world our oyster we ate crunching on the pearl. <laughs> Entrees of career du jour, salad mixed with ivy dressed with parental procurement. We smoked under quixotic trees, drank with Chevis and a black Johnny Walker, played in snow in the middle of July. We were the dream Martin had on that mountaintop. We climbed with no safety line, with homogenized illusions of the top of the corporate ladder to the cookie jar. Some made it halfway, some hit the ceiling, some only collected crumbs. But lucky were we who had Sag Harbor summers, bombastic bourgeois brown beans, Negro Neros playing our violins while Rome burned a hundred miles away. All right, thank you. Couch bars, cool. bars. I can't even MC this event anymore. The poems are too good. Wow, what a landscape you created here! It's just an amazing, amazing creation. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. Uh, wow. Our next. Wow, we're almost through. It's just amazing how quickly this has gone. Uh, we are back to another Brooklyn Poet staff member. I try not to say too much because I don't want to show favoritism, but uh, Renee Kay, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. <laughs> All right, go for it. Cool. While I'm at school, my mother removes the razor blades from my bedroom. I trace the lines where I have adorned and unadorned myself Bless the Moderma and its easy slumber under my pillow. Ponder what it would mean to temple myself something lasting. Drag a black pencil across the veils of my eyes and their sudden blooming. Finger the red velvet indent of the soft drawer. Peonies carved into the lid. This jewelry box, once my great-grandmother's, taken by my flower-sized hands as she lay dead in the next room. Oh, body, I will miss the way I inscribed my belonging. Oh, body, 
What will I worship when you're gone? Amazing. Thank you. That second old body just kills me. Uh, okay. It's good to have uh, staff members who write amazing poems because, that, you know, that's a, that's a great part of this job, uh, just hearing great poems. Uh, okay, so we're on to the 12th reader, but uh, I got a message from uh, Robin's wife, Patty, uh, and he requested that somebody read his poem. So I am going to read Robin's poem after we hear from Stella so we can hear all 12 poems. Okay, Stella Lee, how are you? I'm good in yourself. I'm good, thanks for asking. Go for it. Thank you. And I gave my love. Blue, I want you to be the longest color, to last me years for every time I refuse travel, lock my heart in silver cages, and let sweet birds get in my limbs. This comb holds each corner of my memories of you. As I rake my head, wait, and count the folds as they form each bulge, pushing the edges of these jeans fuller. My eyes hold on and push back tears with a smile, ounce by ounce closer to what no one could ever want. I hang my head on sighs and grow wider. These walls breathe my sadness, collect dust in corners, cool my bed with ultraviolet and fill this desert oasis with moonless nights as my voice gasps for air. Sailing cautiously, deep blue turned back. I'm always wanted the feathers of songbirds to lighten my gate, but there are so many yous who come first as my heart pours on the ground to soften your steps. My fingers, restless as they tie strings to my breath inside this house, I let sorrow in to give it respite. Watch it smear the walls and hang its hat on my lamp its coat on my head. You walk in and my heart screams out. I don't let anyone work in my kitchen or clean the soles of my worn shoes. Each step presses into pavement and the ground pushes me back. I peel off the blue, arms wide open to hold, touch down to kiss the ground and hold in my chest the longest wave of light. Uh, thank you, Stella. Just singing in that poem. Just an aria. Beautiful. Uh, okay, I'm surprised no one, surprised no one jumped in to say something. Um, I'm going to go back and uh, read Robin's poem. So let me just scroll back through. This is an opportunity for you to review some of the poems that we heard, because uh, we're going to be voting very soon. Okay, well, I'm certainly no Robin Romeo, who is a, not only a great poet, but a great reader, but uh, I'm gonna do my best to, uh, to do his poem justice. The Stylists. For my sisters, it's a rite of passage. Mom letting them braid her hair means expertise acknowledged, trust earned by hands that are gentle and patient with her lime green plastic comb stained hair dye black its spine bulged end to end like a plate on homemade bread. It is her hair's best friend, 
the bond between mother and daughter so strong they seem locked in trance at times, impermeable to any form of difference. The little brother, only boy in the house, I want my chance to share that closeness. Comb in my hand, my mother's hair holding my attention as I help it transform itself into my as yet undefined vision, appraising my ideas as I reveal them. The day I ask my mother to allow me to comb her hair, I catch her split second smile being retracted to the underside of her cloak of expressions while she displays mild interest. I'm winging this privilege, overconfident, knowing only what I want, know what then? Unaware of the work required to cultivate the ease of a skilled hand, my mother, barely smiling mannequin for me, until pain brings everything to a halt, comb so entangled its rescue litters all the rows and all the surfaces from which I had planned to project my feelings. Wow, uh, that's a great poem to, to speak, to have uh, in your system. Uh, it reminds me of uh, something that Robert Pinsky, uh, former poet of America, once said about uh, poetry is that, uh, you know, when you read someone else's poem, you literally become their instrument. It's like the poet is using your body <laughs> the way a composer might use a violin or a violinist. Like they're, they're actually, you, they overtake your body and you become their singing instrument. So that's how that felt just reading Robin's poem. So um, we are going to vote uh, and Emily Blair, can I get you on this? Cause I don't know if you sent me a chat, but uh, are you going to share the voting link or should I? I said you can share it, but I can. It doesn't matter. It just needs to go in the chat. It's a Google. It's a Google form. Okay, I think I have it. You have it handy. So everyone, look to your chat, and you will see a Google link. Uh, vote once, obviously. Okay, well, if you're not finished voting, uh, you can do so uh, as I talk, but I'm going to turn the mic over now to Constantine Jones, one of the co-winners of 2019 Yacht of the Year. Constantine, how art thou? Hi, everybody. <clears throat> I'm, sort of, um, I'm sort of sick of how are you being like the forbidden question this year, so I'm just going to say that today's not been the worst day. I'm doing okay. All right. Glad to hear it. Um. I also want to say uh, I'm really glad that I was not in the running this year because every single one of y'all are so stellar. And like some of these I remember being in rooms for and some of them I, I'm hearing for the first time and I'm, I'm just like truly floored. Uh, and I mean that sincerely. Um, am I on this doc, Jason, or should I pull it up on my phone? Because I have it either way. Okay. Um, I'm doing a new little project called Poem for You, uh, and they're all um, very short. So if you don't mind, I'm going to read two uh, very quickly for you. Um, yeah, here we go. Um, poem for when the gay bars reopen. Would love to say, catch me in a harness, 
and my brand new body in the blue electric light, my this is my dance floor I fought for a moment, touching every body on the arms, just like this, so gentle on the way to the stalls where I'll be so ready and waiting. But really, more like it is I'll find my old corner spot at Julius's by the radiator and the windows with whoever's new book and some curly fries, sipping my gay beer warm. And if you do see me there, come sit, come over, say hi. We'll make ourselves a plan. And uh, for anybody that was um, uh, at uh, last Monday's YAP, um, which I had the like truly astounding pleasure um, to lead the workshop portion of, uh, I'm like still reeling from it. Um, if you shared your poem after my little writing prompt, you noticed me furiously writing down lines in my notebook. So um, this is a found poem for y'all. Poem for the Brooklyn Poets, y'all beloveds, December 2020. None of these lines are mine, but thank you for trusting me. This maze of dirty time, future of being all colors, gave my heart to fear, to, gave my heart to fear, and all are free to leave and free to return. The book that fails wails much to admire, much to loathe. A box in which torture floats above a string, or if it's the begonia, or if it's the begonia, or if it's the begonia, it's been weeks and I've just been letting them multiply. Bright, tight, taut. Can't control the knowing of what I don't know to the age of inquiry quiet atmosphere of awe, forgetting again I am capable of more. Inside a palace from a Lisa Frank poster, femininity is beautiful when they do it. Waiting for the universe to pop the question, it beats without my permission. I want to be safe, or at least better at fooling myself. I'm thinking of the layers I'll wear to the park. This was the only way I knew how to count on you. I wished for a gun so long, then I became one. So uh, quite literally thank all of y'all. Thank you. Wow, that was a great way to revisit last week. Uh, what an amazing poem. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm like, I'm almost stunned. <laughs> I feel like we should do this at every yacht. We should, uh, should make a little chente. Poets are, poets are clever thieves, but they can also give a little <laughs> gift every now and then as a treat. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Uh, Kyle is here. Glad to see you. You're able to jump out of your workshop and join us. Bandito. Uh, good to see you again, Bandito. Uh, and we're going to hear another excerpt from this Yo. amazing long poem you've been writing. Uh, how are you, Kyle? Good. So, yeah, I haven't been able to come a few of the past months because uh, I've had workshops Monday nights but this semester's, semester's done and I, sh I should be much more available for the op next semester hopefully and right, so yeah this it. yeah this is this poem and uh, it's an excerpt uh, this this will include the uh, the end of the poem since I'm I'm pretty much working for a final draft right now the good news is the bad news can be can easily be seen in a different light Red minds think alike. This all goes to show. Red delights have red ends. I read family. 
my red friends. It didn't have to be this red. So red it hurts. Red dust around a red star. Red closed and red ajar. Red in sunshine and red in weather. Red alone and red together. Red first, red second, red third. A red drowning a mockingbird. One red is born, another red dies. A red consolation prize. This red is just beginning. That red is done. Red lost and red won. A perfect shade of red. Scarlet red, carnation red, deep fried red. A red you can believe in. Black is the color of the void surrounding us. And red is the color of the void within. A natural red, redder than a tempting snake. Redder than any heartbreak. Martian red, Republican red, communist red, not red enough. COVID red, vector red, the red of the sprawl and spread. Red homes, red bodies, red bones. Like some, some God said, let there be red. And red there was, a fucked kind of red. The red that has stopped pretending. Real red, true red, the red that's never ending. I'm not even sad anymore. A million dead worldwide. Fuck it. I didn't know them. The dead aren't my problem. I've got to make it through the century somehow. Can't spend all my time having feelings and shit. Your boys got bills to pay, trains to catch, maskless people to avoid. Winter is coming. Another surge is surging. Whoop-de-doo. Tell me something I don't know. The thing about mass death is that life goes on around it. A new normal. What else are we gonna do? People are still gonna get married, still gonna go to work, watch TV, dress up for another Halloween and try to have fun. What do you expect? The populace to get on its knees and collectively weep for the dead? Don't you know that baseball's back on? Don't you know that forgetting the dead is our national pastime? I wish I could take 10 days off work to weep but my boss says that's not something people do. I assure him it is, if you allow them to. We should all get a day off work, a day away from Zoom school, a day without entertainment, gather in the streets and lose ourselves in loss. Remember the dead, honor the dead, weep for the dead, scream for the dead, tear our hair out for the dead, love one another for the dead, sing amazing grace. All right, but then what? I remember when my grandpa died and I went to the funeral and didn't cry. And my dad and I wondered what the hell was wrong with me. Mm. I wanted to say that it was hard to cry with everyone watching. When my feelings were put on the spot, it was like they weren't even there. Don't you know your grandpa's dead? Where are your tears? I shrugged my shoulders and answered him. These things happen. Grandpas die. Plagues spread. Nature is vengeance without a cause. People move on, tears are not. The past never lasts long. At the end of the day, the day is done and the year is not what it used to be. Go ahead, have your memorial, have your vigil for the dead, have your day of mourning. Watch what happens, light the candles and burn them out. Remembrance is like everything else. Once it has happened, it will be like it never happened at all. Thank you. Wow. Oh, Bandito, that was great. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, wow. Really, uh, 
That's this whole year in perspective. Uh, I'm glad we got to hear that uh, at the end of the year. Um, if you need to go back to workshop, feel free to leave whenever you need to, but uh, we're so grateful that you could join us. Um, okay, wow. Uh, our next reader is our Yawper of the Year from 2019, uh, who recently moved from Brooklyn all the way to the West Coast, and I'm sure is enjoying the weather, but not the <laughs> COVID resurgence over there. Uh, how are you, Julia Knobloch? I'm good, thank you. Um, my Your apartment's looking good. Looks like you've moved in and are settled. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It, it's nice. It is yeah, nice. it looks nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> California style. Um, my first semester is almost over, which is crazy. So I have finals weeks and, um, and I was also not able to make it to most of the recent jobs since I moved because I have class and it's Pacific time. So, but I'm glad that um, I can make it today. And just because I moved all across the country um, to go to rabbinical school, um, I'm still writing um, Jewish love poems. I mean, the latter maybe being a reason because I'm still in rabbinical school. Um, the other thing is like, I'm still dealing with the same thing, but it may have come to a close. And so I wrote a triptych, which is, um, called the parks of LA because where else are you gonna meet up? Um, parks of LA, Hancock Park. In the space between our words, our words I want to say, things I want continued. Each step we make toward preserving our history on this heat record breaking morning in this historic residential neighborhood is a step away from what is gone. And true, it's what I said I want to do. And true, you look strikingly familiar in a dusk pink shirt and sun hat. While you read to me of people who once lived here, notice architectural complexities around us. While sprinklers irrigate the quiet lawn I stand on because I can't stand closer than six feet to you. While I eat the sliced peach you brought and try to read your eyes, I want to listen to you always and say the things I cannot say. Roxbury Park. Now the last time I saw you was under a tree at the breezy time of day, before we hugged and walked to our separate cars. I couldn't touch your skin beneath the mask. I caressed the tree's thin long leaves, wanting to know again why you won't love me. And as before, your silence made me think you want to shield me. You once said yourself, you too hurt people. That time I cried over someone else, although I already liked you. In this new place, the old must go, accept completion over splendor. Behold, not every couple builds an ark that reaches from the West Coast to the Levant. La Cienega Park. The 24th of Kislev was about to end. Dusk was falling. I recognized your face from more than four cubits away, six feet. I always will. You were blue and I were green. We sat down on a white bench near the playground of your past. One by one, the children left. Stars came out and darkness settled in. You said the words I needed you to say. Your arms around me, 
beneath your light down code, your heart that will love someone else. As we parted ways to kindle light and sing the blessing for having reached this point in time, you called out to me, that piece of garment on the ground, does it belong to you? It didn't. Hefker, you said, and smiled. Maybe you did. Maybe I smiled. Hefker, blank me, I thought. I am lost. I am set free. I can be claimed by anyone. Wow. I haven't lost a thing, Julian Oblak. What's that? <laughs> I haven't lost a thing. Still killing it. It hit me right here. It's like I, there's like the vintage Julia Knobloch ache. <laughs> How did you say it on my vocal launch? It was so, it was like so, it was like, oh my God, he really, he was like nostalgic without letting up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but that sounds about right. Yeah. Wow, man, it's like, uh, it's like you're missing the bus that you need to catch and you just, you just keep missing it. <laughs> Right? I but know. It, never, it never quite pulls away. It's like, it's like right there and you're just running forever. Um, okay, uh, so we have the results of the yeah, poem of the year. I'm not going to tell you yet, uh, but uh, I'm going to announce the 2020 opera of the year. And uh, it breaks my heart that uh, he couldn't be here to join us. Uh, it's actually Robin Romeo, who was one of the contestants for Yop poem of the year winner. Um, Robin, I mean, you heard that poem. Uh, <laughs> he, I cannot say enough about Robin Romeo. Uh, I think he joined Brooklyn Poets. He started coming to our events, I think it was last year, if, if, I, if I remember correctly. And then he just like, he was coming back every month. And, uh, and I would see Robin at every event, not just the job, the reading series, he's taking workshops. Uh, and uh, he was always supporting other poets as, 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 as much as he was reading his own poems. And his own poems are just like, they just feel like they're classics. Like they, they just feel like they're etched in stone. Um, and he's so humble. I mean, I don't, I mean, he's an amazing poet, but every time I talk to him about how amazing he is, he's just like, ah, oh, you know, it's like, it's all, it's all thanks to, <laughs> thanks to other people. And, and th thank you, Jason, and thank Broken Poets. And uh, it's just, I, I mean, I, I, I love this guy. So, uh, Patty, I think you're with us. Uh, you know, thank thank Robin for me for all of us, and uh, I, I'll share this recording with him after so he can see it. But uh, Robin Romeo is our 2020 Opera of the Year, uh, so congratulations to Robin. Uh, we have some former Yopper Yoppers of the Year with us today. Uh, our first ever Yopper of the Year, Ricardo Hernandez, who is here. Why don't you say a quick hello, Ricky? There you are. Hey, how you doing, poets? It's uh, been a been a uh, pleasure to actually hear all these newer poets to the uh, to the series, and I just have to say I, I've been floored, literally hearing every single poem, and just been beautiful. Yeah. Keep going. You were here from the very beginning. Ricky was at the very first Yop in 2013, which is crazy. This is our. It's about to be our ninth year, but uh, we started the YOP in our second year, in April 2013, and Ricky showed up. I think he was there with like 20 other people, and uh, he was like, what's this? <laughs> and uh, it's amazing that it's still oh, but, but what was really funny was that six months later, I asked you, when, when did you start this? And you were like, Ricky, you were there. <laughs> you thought it had been going on forever. 
I, I tricked a lot of people that way. I think Emily Blair said the same thing. She thought we were like this huge organization. It was like me for a while. <laughs> for like the first couple of years, it was basically me. And then Justin, <laughs> it was like the two of us. <laughs> uh, now we thankfully have this beautiful staff and uh, it's, 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 it's great. But uh, our next Yopper of the Year, I think was Julie Hart. Where are you, Julie? I haven't seen you in a while. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm living in Queens now, so it's your tone to perfectly to captured 2020. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> okay, my new apartment is so hot that I have to wear my underwear all the time. <laughs> so I just make sure that That's no one great. sees anything except from here down up. One of the benefits of Zoom. <laughs> yes. Well, your books look great. <laughs> they do, don't they? <laughs> uh, well, it's yes. good to see you again. Yeah. Uh, Who's yeah. next? Arthur, I maybe. I think Arthur was the next Yopper of the Year. I think Arthur, yeah, you, Arthur. Won, you won the Yopper of the Year after winning Poem of the Year. Arthur has won, I think, yeah. every award that we offer. That whale uh, poems. You'll live long enough. <laughs> that sort of thing happens. But yeah, it's been, and I, and I want to uh, echo what Constantine said is I'm glad I was not up for Poem of the Year this year because yeah, this was... every one of those poems was just rocking it it was just yeah. rocking one after the other and in every different direction yeah it was great this so, felt like maybe the strongest year i mean I, maybe it's recency bias, i couldn't but... agree with that but... <laughs> it was uh fierce and uh who's next was that you Emily? bill bill i think or was it bill next i guess the order doesn't really matter but how are you how are, let's start with you bill how are you you're looking dapper how are you Thank you. Someone's got it. Yeah. Where's your tux this year, Arthur? You wore a tux last year. It's a gala. Tux is too dressed up for Zoom. It was a New Year's Eve outfit that I was I mean, wearing. Look at me. I was reading that poem That's about, true. Um, yeah. about my mother on New Year's Eve. All the dry cleaners are closed. <laughs> that may make it hard. <laughs> well, you're looking good, Bill. Great night tonight. Amazing poets. So inspiring. I'm fucking stoked for next year and um, so stoked for Brooklyn Poets. Jason, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much Thank for you. things going and the staff and everyone, but everyone's leaving Brooklyn. It's like you're in Brooklyn. <laughs> well, I was just there two days ago, so I haven't quite left. I was picking up some Broken Poets t-shirts and tote bags because <laughs> I need to send all the readers tote bags. Joe's <laughs> in Queens, Joe's in Tucson. What's going on? Yeah. Well, there's still some people in Brooklyn. We're right. still in Brooklyn. Well, Emily's still in Brooklyn. Yes. Wow. George's in Brooklyn. Renee's Renee's Renee just moved to Brooklyn. See, some people are moving to Brooklyn. Renee just moved to Brooklyn. <laughs> wow. Hey, Mary's in Brooklyn. Constantine's in Brooklyn. Kendall's still in Brooklyn. Mike is in Brooklyn. Yeah. Kayla. See, we're still holding it down. <laughs> Ricky, where are you now? I am at an undisclosed location. <laughs> down the island, right. I think it was. <laughs> right. You're not on socials anymore. You're you're like my grandmother now or something. It's like, what's going on? Yeah, I, I needed to take a break from social media at apparently the right time, I guess. <laughs> January 1st was very odd to leave social media, and then the world kind of went to shit. Well, I'm glad you're still alive, dude. Cheers. Yes. Uh, I guess it leaves you, Emily. Did you want to say anything? Emily Blair? I feel like we've, we've 
reference you like a hundred times in there. Doing all the work behind the scenes. Um, it was just such a wonderful night. It was so great to hear all these amazing poems. And uh, oh, it's just such a, a joy. This is a Zoom event that I actually am liking. <laughs> I'm having a good time, Matt. So thank you for that. And thank you for all your wonderful poetry. Jason, you're muted. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm just gonna take one more screenshot because I have, everyone on my screen has their camera on, which is I think a first <laughs> in my Zoom experience. So uh, I'm not gonna keep you waiting any longer. I know you're all waiting to hear the results of the vote. Uh, shout out, first of all, to Renee Kay, who last year had to count all the votes by hand <laughs> and uh, got very hairy. 20 minutes of my life. Yeah, I got very hairy at 61 Local. We had to fend people off who were trying to harass her and uh, it got ugly. No, I'm just kidding, but uh, it, did, it was definitely tense last year. It's a lot easier this year doing the vote digitally. Uh, we always announce a runner-up first, uh, and then we announce the winner. The runner-up gets gets a cash prize as well, and uh, some Brooklyn Poets swag. Uh, our second place winner this year was Joanne Mazuela. So give a warm virtual round of applause for Joanne Mazuela. Do you want to say a few words, Joanne? Um, yeah, just like thank you to the poets in this lineup. Like I think it's unlikely I'll share space with such amazing, um, crazy, talented people. Um, yeah, awesome. Okay, yes, I guess it sucks a little bit. Like you don't get to do like the walk up to the mic with a round of applause. Like it's like the Oscar moment, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I hope you at least enjoyed that little Zoom thing. Um, so our winner of 2020 Yacht Poem of the Year is the one and only Dante Clark. So uh, give a warm round of applause to Dante, who apparently has got people with him celebrating. Uh, I'm not surprised, uh, this poem is amazing. Uh, I don't know who's making that sound. It's probably Flacco <laughs> yeah. uh, or there's someone with you. Dante, do you want to say a few words? Yeah. First of all, thank you so much. Um, it's, it's always a blast to share space with y'all at Brooklyn Poets. This year has been for all of us full of gratuitous darkness and BK Poets remains that one beacon of light, <laughs> keeping me closer to something beautiful. So thank you so much for everything that y'all provided for the poetry community across the world now, because this thing is digital uh, for the past year. And um, uh, personally to Jason, to Kindle, to Renee, to Josie, to Emily, everybody, uh, to Justin, everybody that I've literally come into contact with, I appreciate y'all. Um, and yeah, I'm just really thankful for this. This has been fucking awesome. Everybody in this room read nothing but fire tonight and I'm honored to share space with you all. So thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, Dante. Congrats you, both of y'all. Beautifully said. I just had to say it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Congratulations again to Dante and to Joanne and to all of the Poem of the Year finalists. Uh, I really think this was the hardest year to vote. Uh, I sat there for a few minutes and I, I was honestly not sure who to vote for. Um, so uh, I wish we could be together in person. Hopefully we will begin uh, in person again next year when we do the second run of this and it feels more like a gala. Uh, uh, thanks again to the readers tonight, uh, all of you, the Poem of the Year finalists as well as the Yawpers of the Year. 
Uh, your work is amazing and I'm ever grateful for it and inspired by it. Uh, so this is our last event of the year. Uh, thank you again, all of you for joining us and for donating. Uh, and uh, we will be back. Uh, let's see, <laughs> I'm already thinking about our next event. Our next event on January 11th will be our first YAWP of the new year with uh, Joshua Megan, who will be coming back. He was uh, teaching at Northwestern University for a few years, but is going to be back teaching for Brooklyn Poets in 2020. And as I said, we'll be announcing the inaugural class of our mentorship program with Jay Despande, uh next week. So look for that announcement. Uh, some of the people in that class are on the Zoom call. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, and at the end of the year, we always send out a newsletter uh, about all of the accomplishments of uh, students and faculty, board members, staff uh, with Brooklyn Poets. So if you're, you know, uh, part of the Brooklyn Poets fan, whether you're a student, a teacher, a staff member, a board member, you'll be getting an email from me tomorrow uh, requesting your news. And uh, that'll be a fun way for us to close in the year. Until then, uh, stay safe, uh, stay warm. <laughs> Uh, take a break, uh, relax, uh, enjoy the holidays. Uh, I, I wish you the happiest new year. <laughs> Thank God <laughs> this year is ending. Uh, what did Julie say? Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> and that's how 2020 has been, but to hopefully 2021 uh, will be better. Uh, thank you again, all of you for joining us and we will see you next year. Let's sneak in a, a round of applause for Jason too. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, go Browns. I'm about to go watch that game now. Oh my God. All right, people. Bye. Bye, guys. There you have it. Our first annual awards gala which hopefully we can do in person next year with crab cakes and cocktails and all that good shit congrats to our awards winners joanne mazuela runner up for 2020 yop poem of the year for her poem do you actually taste sweetness in your dream like you do in your mouth and dante clark the winner of 2020 Yacht Poem of the Year for his incredible poem, Broken Pantoum, for a poem called Bang, which I think I heard him read three times this year, and every time it was better than the last time. Congrats as well to our 2020 Yawper of the Year, Robin Romeo, one of my favorite poets alive today. I'm happy to report that uh, he is on the mend, had a medical issue that he was dealing with, the night of the event, he was hoping to uh, zoom in from the hospital, but uh, couldn't. I uh, don't, don't want to say any more of that to respect his privacy, but uh, Robin, we love you, and uh, congratulations on your award. And uh, I'll be sending you the uh, Zoom recording after I finish editing this podcast. So this was our last event of the year at Brooklyn Poets. Uh, if you want to find out more about our events coming up in 2021 and our workshops, go to brooklynpoets.org. Our first event of the new year is on January 11th. That is the Brooklyn Poets Yop, our monthly poetry workshop and open mic. The January one is usually the biggest one of the year. Uh, everyone's fresh off their New Year's resolutions and wanting to recommit to their writing practice. So uh, we usually see a big audience, uh, which will be on Zoom, but we'll, you know we'll see them nonetheless. And our uh, winter-spring 2020 workshop season will open for registration on January 3rd, so the very first weekend of January. 
that incidentally is also when our fellowship application season will open so uh, those fellowship applications will be due January 24th if you're listening to this podcast you want to put that on your calendar uh, that is something you can apply for to take a workshop for free or at reduced cost uh, again for more information go to brookenpoets.org that's all I've got for you. Uh, thanks again to all of you who listen to this podcast on the regular and have subscribed to us and rated us on iTunes. Uh, we'd love it if you haven't rated us. If you would rate us five stars, that helps more people find the podcast and most importantly, find the poets who are reading for this podcast. Uh, it's been a hell of a year, but uh, thanks for sticking it out with us and uh, continuing to come to our events and take our workshops and support us uh despite everything that happened this year this was uh arguably the best year we've ever had at broken poets uh so uh that's amazing and that's a testament to all of you who have uh turned out for us so uh we thank you very much we wish you uh happy holidays and a happy new year uh stay safe and uh hopefully we will see you on january 11th at the next yacht take care